Hey there folks and welcome back to the Coffee Shop Best Bits Podcast. This is the Best Bits Podcast of a radio show I do with my good friend Dan over on 382 Radio every Friday from 7 until 10pm GMT. This week we had the absolute pleasure of speaking to Homesick Holiday about their debut single What's Your Name? We also spoke about how you can get in contact with us through various mediums such as time travel, uh, smoke signals and catapults. And we even spoke about buying a house on the moon. Talk about mortgages there. Well, if you enjoy listening to the show, please give us a like. We can be found on Instagram at coffeeshoprecords underscore. On Twitter at coffeeshoprec, that's R-E-C. On Facebook, coffeeshoprecords. I'm on Instagram at harry underscore con one. Dan's on Instagram at d.a.n. underscore m. He's on Twitter at Dan underscore in underscore Tims and he's on Facebook Daniel Mann. We hope you enjoy and we hope you can listen to the live show next week. And today we're joined by Gabe and Havmar from Homesick Holiday. How are you guys? How are you today? Great, Harry. Thanks for asking. Great, yeah. That's great. So let's get straight into it. When did you guys start making music? Well, that is pretty... (laughs) <laughs> pretty long oh, story but to make it short i think um we, we met in high school in um new world school of the arts which is a performing arts high school here in miami florida and um we were in the chorus and we also after school we would just write songs so they would have like these private practice rooms where you would play piano or train your voice and thereafter messing around we would just start writing pop songs and then punk songs and then you know r&b songs like literally anything we could think of and then, you know, once high school ended, we started meeting up and we just said, why don't we just start a band? I mean, we like rock music. No one else likes it <laughs> that we know about. And, yeah. uh, and we particularly like the whole Blink-182 Green Day vibe from the early 2000s. And we are just like, nobody really is doing that at a mainstream level or, or bringing enough attention to it. I mean, now with MGK, you see a lot of that resurgence in, in influencing other people. So, but it kind of started from that really in the, in the high school. Yeah, we were, we were very much... Um... Um, I was very much like uh, in that scene, that classical scene of the magnet program, and I was like playing a lot of piano. So Gabe would come with me with like all of these new ideas, and he'd be like, "Hey, bro, like, can we try this?" And we would just go in the practice room, and I would bang on the piano, and that's pretty much how our friendship started. Like, it was more like music related, and we realized that like we were kind of outsiders in that scene that we would appreciate that kind of stuff more than other people. So um, I don't know. That was. Um, a lot of experimenting and we realized that we wanted to start a punk band so it's pretty good so when you started sort of playing music writing music was it always a sort of pop punk vibe or did you start with sort of a different genre and it just sort of came into that we started uh i think we we kind of just started with pop music just to kind of see the vibe of how songs are constructed really just to kind of get a feeling of like you know you have your verse your chorus your bridge all these different parts of the song but then we really started going into the because it was all at that time it was always about who's going to make it in the charts or who's going to get more views and stuff like that but then we just realized like why don't we just do what we want to do like just just leave that all behind and just do the music that we want to do and we just decided what is that and then i told i, I showed him a blink song he's like oh yeah that's it <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's the vibe that we're trying to do and then after that we're just trying to chase it and and kind of create our own version of it because it was so easy to just copy or you know duplicated yeah yeah and so where does the name homesick holiday come from 
Oh man, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we experimented a lot with the names, um, but um, I don't remember exact. I think we like saw a song that we liked, that like had a song title called "Homesick Holiday," and we thought that was cool. And uh, I I remember my mom asking me like, because um, we primarily speak Spanish, so my mom was like, "Qué significa eso?" And it's like, well, "Homesick Holiday" is like you know. Um, she thought it meant like something like really crude as in like you know like a, a home full of sick people but i was like no we're not that metal <laughs> it's more like it's like um I, I i went to google translate and it literally translates to um uh vacaciones nostalgicas nostalgic vacations so i guess it kind of works out because we're trying to bring that 2000 sound back you know yeah we had to we, we literally just to choose a name we went to every punk playlist that we can find on spotify and we just Put together all the cool words that we like like any word that sounded cool to us we wrote them on a huge list and we were just choosing to put things together and make sense of them and finally that was like one of the last ones that it came down to and we we're just like i guess it makes sense because you know it's like we miss the old vibes but we want to bring it to the current vibe so mm-hmm. nice. it goes along with it yeah um, we can probably almost guess what the answer is to the next question but what is the first song you guys can remember listening to Oh, um, like of all time, <laughs> as, as far as you can remember. Uh, for me, it's pretty obvious. I feel like I remember um, I was really into piano and I started piano lessons. And my mom was on the computer one day and she called me up when I was like 10. And she showed me the music video for Piano Man. And it's really cheesy, but that's how it started. I had a, a whole like Billy Joel phase. So, I, yeah, Piano Man. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and for me, it was like very, I, I grew up with, you know, just kind of the mainstream pop hits on the radio. And I, and that, I just kind of used that to learn how to sing. But then I started going into indie bands and then I just punk bands in general, like pretty much anything on like Green Day Greatest Hits, like American Idiot, Dookie, like all those albums. So Nice. And what was the first album you bought? Was that the same sort of thing or was that something different? What, what about you, Have Mark? Um... Uh, regarding uh, like our songs, like no, 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 that like an album that you bought, like the first album that or you listened to, or uh, I, I didn't really listen to albums as a kid. I was I was really naive. I was um really in my head of like I want to be this big composer and like I want to like you know write the best piano song in the world. And not until recently, I finally got like Spotify Premium and I've been like really listening to music. <laughs> You know, I'm really stubborn, but, um, um, you know, when it comes to influences, it's all that we mentioned there. So I, I, you know, I really just delved into that world now because I'm really obsessed with it and I'm glad we chose that route. So, yeah, I got, I got have more into, you know, buying stuff or, or, or to like, I mean, recently I got into vinyl, but like ever since I was a kid, it was about CDs and, and YouTube. And, um, and I feel like one of the, the first purchases probably was like a Michael Jackson CD thriller okay. that was one of the first things that i i downloaded on itunes back when that was like super popular on my little ipod nano <laughs> and i would listen to that all day and like man these this is so catchy i don't know what's happening because i'm a kid but i just wanted to make songs that were as catchy as that and yeah you know, we're trying to get there yeah and so what sort of pushed you to try and make music as catchy as that what was the big sort of inspiration behind your music um, to make things catchy really just comes from a place of wanting to make music that 
it sounds good and it's authentic, but it's also something that we can scale up and bring it to the masses or, or bring it to a lot of people who maybe might not even be into alternative music or people that might be more on the pop side and kind of show them, no, look, like we can have this edge to the music. We can have this punkier side to it. I feel like that's kind of the whole premise of pop punk, right? Because I feel like it's, you know, with Blink, it's combining all the catchiness of pop music, but giving all that production and the punk and giving all that, angst that teen angst and into yeah. the music so. yeah for me it was it was um it's similarly the same thing I, I really enjoyed the vibe that it gives off and i really just appreciate being in a situation where i felt like um i didn't have to be so into music theory or really think of think too much about the music i was writing that's not to say that our music is like completely about nothing it's just it just means that like when i'm when we're writing our songs i feel like i can really be who I truly am in the moment and express that in each track and um, just um, have fun while doing it, which is the most important thing while expressing everything. So, yeah. And so your debut single, What's Your Name? It was released on the 5th of February. What sort of story behind that song? Where did it come from? Um, that song, I mean, we wanted to write an album. That's the first thing we wanted to do because we knew that in that indie scene, in that indie punk scene, albums were just really important whereas in pop now it's all about singles but um we wanted to make an album we wanted to make a story so we just really came up with a concept of the album and then based on that we started with the first track and we wanted the opener to be something that's like um that all the small things era what's my age again where it's like a summer party <laughs> tv 90s 2000s where everything's just kind of like it's it's pop punk but it's not serious it's not dark it's it's just happy, it's energetic, it's, you know, you're just walking into a party and all these crazy things are happening and throughout the song we're kind of detailing that part. So, yeah. Yeah, we want to capture the vibe of like excitement in rock, in rock music because um, we have this discussion sometimes and I feel like when we observe the newest kind of music, I feel like everyone is like taking themselves really seriously as artists and um, there's not a lot of people who you can find that are truly having fun with their music. And we want to bring that back, you know, like it was very prominent in the 90s and 2000s. But now we really want to like um, showcase that um, in a new light and make it more modern sounding. Yeah. And I have to pick this up. This cover for the single is something else. How on earth did you come <laughs> up with a cover like that? Oh. <laughs> it came from it came from literally just trying to make something that would just catch anyone's attention but also something that's just ridiculous and funny it's just you know it's literally just a rubber duck and, it, and the, <laughs> the colors are inverted so what we did was we got this image that we really liked of the duck and um and we just kind of played around with it and inverted the colors and we have like we plan to do the same image but in different colors and, and different titles for the five singles okay. and then tie it in with the album being like the 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 real color like the original version <laughs> yeah. but um but yeah just it comes from that place of trying trying to match the energy and and the and the funny vibes that come from the song itself yeah because it, it certainly is an eye-catching image it, it was one <laughs> of the f things that first draw it was i think i first found the song it came from my instagram feed and the just the bright green you can't miss it it, it yeah. certainly is a great marketing strategy at least <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so you've mentioned a lot of the pop punk sort of stuff um and you've mentioned the new singles uh i think five just said 
Are you going to mm -hmm. stick with the pop punk thing for that, or are you going to try and sort of explore more genres for that? Um, we wanted to we wanted to always make the the pop punk sound as like the basis of the songs that we're writing, but within it within the singles you'll find influences from different places. I think it'll be really obvious when you hear like the rhythm changes or the songwriting style in that particular single, because you know we've listened to everything from Nirvana to Blink, so like there's like this whole range of rock music that comes from punk emo alternative that we just kind of pull things from each thing that we like and write something and, and just trying to make it it's never going to be 100 percent unique but as unique as we can make it because you know pop punk is already this huge overdone thing but you know we just i think the, the thing that makes it different is really the the songwriting to be honest so that's like the basis of all music in, in my opinion i feel like there's no way to truly be original you know everything is influenced by something else so you always got to take influence and make um the best version of ourselves that we can so now that we know truly um everything that we truly appreciate now we just want to uh, make it um amazing basically and just um start introducing new um sounds like um our abilities playing instruments new topics um we definitely want to delve into different kind of areas in our future music but for now we're just um trying to get this debut album as fun and exciting as possible for everyone so yeah and, and back to what you were saying the production style will probably be mostly pop punk some more emo some more punk than others but yeah. you'll find um two two ballads or two to three ballads like some softer moments like you notice how in in our first single there's like this little like soft part before it goes into like a yeah. breakdown those yeah. are the type of things that we're going to be doing in other songs maybe you'll hear them more in one song than in others so I kind of feel like that sort of decision of like, put it really fast here and make it really slow here and do this. And like all these kind of like a story where you have this climax and then you have this resolution. We want to always do that with every song just to kind of keep the listener engaged and not have them like bored. Cause a lot of pop punk is like. Is there sort of a target audience for your music or is it sort of just going for everyone and just doing it because you love music that much? I think it, it the, we everything kind of starts from the love of music and just trying to make what we want but then when we decide like hey like we should really like do this for real you know like when you make that decision as a band like hey let's put out music and let's promote it definitely that question comes into play so i feel like the first thing we thought about it's like well really it's just it's not necessarily about age it's more about just interest like if you like this sound if you like this type of song if you like this type of band so we would go and we would see a lot of fans that go on, you know, let's say even comments of YouTube on these popular videos and be like, okay, so basically, you know, you got all these girls who are into punk, all these guys who are into punk. Maybe the girls like the newer era, the guys like the older era, but it's kind of like really seeing who those people are. Like, what is the current scene right now? Because you've seen it go up and down, up and down in popularity. But I feel like just, it, it's probably a combination of people who are in the scene right now and people who were in the scene back then that if they were to stumble upon our music, they would just feel a lot of nostalgia. I yeah. think those are the two groups of people that we definitely want to get our music in front of. Yeah. Okay. And so you've mentioned the other few singles you've got uh, coming on the horizon um, before the album. What else is sort of coming up with you guys? When can we sort of expect new music? When can we expect the album? So right now we're we're in the process of recording every song because it's all written. It's all thankfully it's all written because it would take forever. <laughs> but we have the whole album written. You know every single song, the premise, the the lyrics everything so the way that we're going to start um releasing it is um hopefully anytime before june 
um, that's, you know, that's summer over here. So any, any time before June would be ideal to drop the next single because we still need to go ahead and record it and mix it and master it and all that stuff. And uh, we're definitely want to make a, we want to do a photo shoot because if you check out any of our socials right now, it's just kind of like the artwork. So we're going to do the photo shoot, the next single and, and release those two at the same time. That way, you know, we have that personal um, photos to, for anyone who to connect with us, but also we have a new song and now we have two songs that we can, you know, um, and then the next one, probably a month or two later, it's always probably going to be a month or two later. Yeah. Just so that, just so that every song kind of has that chance of getting mm. in front of enough people and for them to enjoy it, you know, because if it's too many songs, I know a lot of people would do like a song a week or a song a month, but maybe in this scene, it's different. It's not like pop where you just, you know, you have, it's like single, 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 single here for us. It's like, you know, we really take the time to get this single to the scene because the scene is everywhere. Really. It's hard to get to everyone. So it takes some time, especially from a band starting out. Yeah. So probably one to two months is the gap. Okay. And so, of course, we spoke a lot about sort of bands in this genre um, and that have inspired this. What would sort of be your dream collaboration? Who would you, who would be top of that list for you to want to make a song with? I feel like I see Mark Hoppus everywhere. <laughs> so that would be an amazing thing, if you know. Or maybe like um, Travis Barker as well, you know, like imagine we have this joke, this running joke that like if we were to meet Travis Barker, it would be amazing to like make a video where we're, <laughs> where it kind of looks like clickbait, but we're like Travis Barker joined our band and is our new drummer. <laughs> it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and of course, I normally do the show with my friend Dan, who can't make it because he, he's finally been able to see his girlfriend. Uh after God knows how long in lockdown here. But his one contribution to every interview we usually get. Um, do you guys have a favourite biscuit? Or cookie, as it would be, over in the States? Cookie. Good mm. question. I mean, I don't eat a lot of cookies, but sometimes in Subway I'll get a chocolate chip. I'm pretty basic. <laughs> you can't go wrong with the classes, I guess. There's nothing wrong oh. with a chocolate chip. Yeah, chocolate chip. I mean, that's kind of common. Yeah, of course, here in, you know, you're eating Subway or going to a sandwich shop and they give you a chocolate chip cookie here. Um, so either that or they kind of have like these like raspberry or white chocolate or like different combinations. Yeah. I like the chocolate chip. I, I like the white chocolate chip. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like the chocolate chocolate chip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. it's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you guys. Thanks for having us. Do you know you can now buy just the tips of Cornettos? Do you what? As in like the chocolate end bit or as in like the ice cream bit? The chocolate bit. What's the point in that? Oh, they're the best bit. Best bit's a little chocolate bit. Mm -hmm. It might be on the branded ones, but on the unbrand, on the like own brand ones, then they're not necessarily the best. Oh yeah, on on the own brand ones, they're not the best, but the Cornetta ones, they're the best bit. Yeah, um, yeah, fair. So you can currently get them. It's exclusively at Tesco, uh, online. Oh, I might go and... get some <laughs> oh, yeah, you can go and get some online and install. <laughs> uh, Three pound for a box of five. Now I might not go get some. <laughs> I, I was scrolling through the internet here. Um. I don't get what it means by a box of five. I don't know whether... Do they, are they, do they call me... Are they, like, in the freezers? Or are they, like, something that's on a shelf? They're in the freezer section. Um, All right. But they don't... They've got no ice cream in them. 
Yeah, well, that's when, what I was wondering. When it says £3 for a box of five, I can't tell whether it means like it's a bag full of the little tips or whether it's like a full cone just filled with chocolate. Because £3 for just five little tips, that's not the best value. Yeah, that's especially, why I instantly changed my mind about yeah, it. If it's just a full cone, if it's the full cone just full of chocolate, that might be a bit dense to get through. <laughs> You're going out here with a pickaxe. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a lot. It's, to it's think. like it's like if someone gives you a full like like a like a unhot like a full chocolate egg at, at Easter. I would not <laughs> complain about that. If... Neither neither would I. It's just you'd have to have like a hammer if... to take it to bits. If anyone does want to send us a full chocolate egg for Easter. Uh, please get in touch. You can email us uh, on contact at bonsai78media.co.uk or get in contact with us via social medias. Uh, on Instagram, we are at coffeeshoprecords underscore. On Twitter, we are at coffeeshoprec, that's R-E-C. On Facebook, we're coffeeshoprecords. Uh, I'm on Instagram at harry underscore con one. Dan is on Instagram at d.a.n underscore dot m. I've learned that off by heart now. He's on Twitter <laughs> at Dan underscore in underscore Tim's, and he's on Facebook Daniel Mann. Or you can pigeon mail us by <laughs> carrier pigeon. Yeah, send the carrier pigeon by telling the carrier pigeon to send us stuff. I- I'm also available by via owl for yeah, every Dan- Harry Potter. Dan's, avail- Dan's available by owl. Uh, I'm available by MySpace. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't uh, I'm know. pretty sure you could find Ben on BBM somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm available via rock. Lead, lead a cave painting for me. I will find it. I'm, uh, we... I'm available by time travel message in a bottle. <laughs> yeah, I'm available by smoke signal. <laughs> yeah, try and beat that one. <laughs> this bit's gone for so long. <laughs> yeah, try, uh... try and beat a smoke signal. Yeah, you can't, can you? I'm trying to... I'm also available by catapult. Just catapult <laughs> something vaguely my way. I'm Luffra. I'll see it land somewhere. There's not many places it can land, and if not, it'll be on Facebook within 10 minutes. I'll find it. You don't have Facebook. How are you finding it? I'll find it. You always... My mum will tell me. <laughs> have you seen that someone threw a rock at the Carillion in Luffra? I'd get oh, a phone call as well off mine saying it, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, that's where my parcel is. Amazon <laughs> have taken a new turn. There was a report released this week on how much it would cost to buy a house on the moon. So, either a lot or not a lot. Like, there's no... like. It, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, it's estimated to cost... Um, how do I put this? About £234,000 a month. Oh, right. Through many years. Um, mm. It's going to be about 35 to £40 million. So that's... It's about the price of Ben Chilwell. So that, there you <laughs> go. You can either have the Chelsea Defender or House on the Moon. Um, I know which one I'd rather have. The way West Brom are playing, definitely Ben Chilwell. I don't know why that's reminded me. Of it. There was a like a GoFundMe or something for some like League One team, where where they were trying to crowdfund to buy Messi. No, that was uh, a Turkish team, I think. 
Was that a turn? How does that work? Just like, even if you put a, a little bit in, you get messy for like an hour a week. <laughs> Just sends you a birthday message. <laughs> no, Pablo English. It's like, why do you keep saying that? <laughs> I've, I've got a story about that. I don't know if I've told this on here already, whether I told it on somewhere else. I've got a friend who went to work in Wales. Um, and as you know, road signs in Wales have both English and Welsh. Um, and she couldn't work out why every service station was called the same thing. <laughs> because she didn't know they were in English and Welsh. She just thought it was saying something services. I suppose you could say the mortgage prices are astronomical. No. Well, you could say that, Dan, but they truly are out of this world. <laughs> yeah. I can do that. I suppose you could say they're on another planet. The moon's not a planet. Yeah, but that means the prices are further away than the moon, even though you're only moving to the I go back, why are they building houses on the moon? Because, Dan, the whole world has been alienated from the current housing crisis. And that's another week over. We think it's, it was our 10th show this week, but honestly, we have no idea. Podcasts are a bit behind. I think we're on episode 8 this week, so slowly catching up. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, as I said, you can follow us on social medias, on Instagram at coffeeshoprecords underscore, on Twitter at coffeeshoprec, that's R-E-C, on Facebook, coffeeshoprecords. You can follow me on Instagram at harry underscore con one. Follow Dan on Instagram at d.a.n.m. You can follow him on Twitter at dan underscore in underscore Tims. And you can follow him on Facebook, Daniel Mann. If you want to find out about any more of our projects, uh, head to www.bonsai78media.co.uk. And if you want to find out how to tune into the radio show, head to www.382radio.online. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.